0: Welcome everybody, I'm your host Brian Basilico and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey peeps, it's hard to believe that it's been two years and that we've went from some kind of normal to total chaos in business. We were chugging along, filled with hope for the new year and boom! The pandemic struck like an earthquake-lightning tsunami. Companies struggled to set up people for remote work. Customers were hard to get a hold of sometimes. Some businesses simply had to close their doors because their business model required face-to-face interaction and they could not adapt quickly enough. That was just the initial shock. The aftershock came in the form of people quitting, supply chain disruptions, and trying to calm the fears of staff, clients, and even ourselves sometimes. One thing was clear. Change was a constant, accelerating fact of life. Some companies were prepared and were able to adapt, but some just crumbled under the pressure. During the flurry of change, one thing became undeniably clear. People needed to feel valued, heard, and comforted. The way you do this is with empathy. Empathy is an active process. Emotional researchers generally define empathy as the ability to sense other people's emotions coupled with the ability to imagine what somebody else might be feeling or thinking. The one thing about disruption and crisis is that it creates bigger swings of emotions. Hope versus fear, joy versus sadness, desire versus disgust, and love versus hate. The closer we are at any given moment to the center of those the more we can see and understand those extremes. If people are at one of those extremes, they want affirmation that what they're feeling is real and justified. So in order to feel empathy, it's not all about affirming and justification. It's about emphasizing how they feel and why they feel it. I don't know about you, But if you're feeling anger or sadness or fear, it's all-consuming at times. We tend to be more constructive and productive when we act in hope and joy and gratitude. Positive energy and messaging will create and generate more action. A study by Alexander Rothman in 1999 presented subjects with two versions of a mouthwash ad. The first one said, mouthwash fights plaque. While the second one said, failing to use mouthwash leads to plaque buildup. Both essentially say the same thing, but 67% of the ones who received the positive ad took a mouthwash sample, while 47% who read the negative one took action. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm willing to be positive to increase sales or action by 20%. Now, think about this. We all just went through separation anxiety, being cooped up in our homes as opposed to being in the office or out and about. Studies have showed that people in solitary confinement will cause trouble just to create an interaction with guards. All animals have an instinctual need to be part of a group. Humans are no different. British anthropologist Robin Dunbar has studied this and determined that humans function better in tribes of 150 people. Another thing to consider is we're coming out on the other side of chaos and trying to define purpose in our lives. The Great Resignation is more about that than just a search for higher wages. People have spent more time with their families, and this has changed the perception about what a quality life looks like. There's been a major decline in women in the workforce, and there's been a huge uptick of people starting micro-businesses as virtual assistants or gig workers. This affords them more flexibility and control. Business and sports has often been referred to as battles and wars. British political philosopher Herbert Spence often talked about the survival of the fittest or a battle between the haves and have-nots, A soldier's motivation to enlist is not as much about a desire to kill as it is about a need to belong. Your staff are people first and workers second. They've all been transformed by the recent events and desire to belong, but that is fed by their search for a greater purpose. This is where empathy comes in. I often say God gave us two ears and one mouth so we can listen twice as much as we speak. So asking questions and getting to know how somebody feels makes them feel heard and filled with pride about belonging to your team. The added bonus is this is modeling a positive behavior that can be and should be extended to your customers and vendors. There's no question that we're living in a period of disruption, but our desire for a quick fix should be tempered with patience and understanding if we're going to be successful moving forward. That means investing more time in relationships, but the payback is better and longer-lasting ones in the future. Sharing your stories of struggle and positive outcome lays the groundwork for those relationships. If you're producing content and sharing that, people will notice. They'll be attracted to your positive messaging and outcomes and start to pay even more attention to it. That will help generate more sales and longer-lasting sales relationships. How do you ask? First off, empathy will rub off on your sales team, and that models for them how to do the same for your customers. Customers are frustrated with supply chain issues, less customer service with reduced workers, and struggles in their own personal lives. If your sales team is given the direction to patiently connect and listen without quotas being the driving factor, They will be creating a bond that can help you bolster a feeling of belonging to a tribe. This aligns your brand and your company with your values that your customers are longing and searching for at this critical juncture. Let me leave you with this last thought. In today's environment, people are willing to go out of their way and pay more for cage-free eggs because they feel like it's more humane and better. I can assure you they taste the same, but we tend to create a narrative in our heads that cage free eggs are healthier and better for you. As we've been remodeling our house, having workers just come in and do what they need to do faster should definitely cost less. But I often spend time before they start work to ask them how they're doing and really listen. By making them feel part of my tribe, I can guarantee you the quality of their workmanship is just better. And we're all better for that. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember... It's all about the bacon.